Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. This is Steve Wilson, the man behind the monster, Congo Kong, and you are listening to the Funk Masters of Wrestling podcast. Funkadelia is wrestling. That is right. The Funk Masters of Wrestling are back after a long-awaited return. At least I hope. At least I hope so. I mean, but uh, where where are my manners i am adam funkmaster adam mr impact pizza king coming at you and you can follow me on twitter if you so desire at funkmaster adam you can follow the funkmasters of wrestling on twitter at fmow underscore pod but i'm not alone no i'm not who's here with me today uh, i actually don't have a cool intro like like adam <laughs> but uh <laughs> I am uh, one of the members of the U.S. of Funkadelia. Uh, this is Dre, and uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Dre2124. We got Dre in the house on the show with me today. Mario and Doc uh, could not make it, unfortunately, but they will be back as well. Funkmasters of Wrestling are going anywhere, baby! Dre, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm actually a little bummed out, to tell you the truth. Why is that? Well, uh, AEW came back with uh, some negative responses to my video, and they shut down my dream to become the librarian. Yeah, that's true. They have given <laughs> they have given that torch to another person. Of uh, Leva Bates. Actually, former uh, NXT prospect. I don't know if anyone remembers that. Blue Pants. Oh, I remember when she was Blue Pants back in the day. Um, I was a fan. I was a big fan. And then she just disappeared one day. But th- that that spot should have gone to, to Dre for sure. I don't <laughs> know why AEW missed out on that prospect. But but hey, um, don't worry, Dre. I, I, I keep the faith alive, man. I believe you, you should have been the true librarian for sure, man. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate that yeah no problem dude um i i had a question before we get into um you know the wrestling goodness here of course that we try to talk about here on funk masters of wrestling but i had to know i was just absolutely curious i noticed on your instagram story what was that beer you were drinking uh in the late night ah uh, that's actually uh it actually has a very cool story on it uh they take that beer out it, it's a local beer uh from here in Houston, and uh, they actually take that beer out like every every year. And what they try to do is, they, I don't, I don't, I don't know if you remember uh, that you know that undercover uh, it has you know like a like a young teenager kind of like dressed up in a rebellious way. So every year, what they want to do is they want to like you know I'm a year older, so they're they they switch the character and make a molder. So, I mean, Interesting. It, 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 yeah, it's, it, it's, I think it's a very smart, uh, marketing on their part. And, uh, and the beer is actually pretty good as well. So, uh, it, it's a stout and, uh, Ooh. it's, it, it's pretty good actually. I've, my history of drinking stouts, I've only found one that sat well with me. And to be honest, I can't even remember the name of it. I was at a hot sauce beer festival. I know, interesting combination, right? Wow. But yeah, <laughs> and, um, you know, you could, as long as you pay for your ticket, you could try as many beers as you want, how many times as ever you want. And they had all different kinds from. You know, from dark beers to IPAs, you know, pale ales, stouts, uh, just all sorts. And um, I don't know. I found, like, this – it was an oatmeal stout, and I was just like, well, I like oatmeal. So (laughs) So I was kind of just like, I I might as well try to expand my horizons, you know. I I, I try to have a very wide palate when it comes to uh, cuisine so to speak. So I tried it. I ended up loving it, and I went back for more, and I highly, highly regret um, not remembering what the name was. But I am going back to it again this year, so I will try to find them out, and I will um, make a note of that name this time. 
and uh, look, keep the lookout for it in uh, nearby uh, liquor stores. So, so yeah, there was this other one I tried. It was a, it was this Czech one. I, I just remember the logo being some kind of star on it or something. I think there was an I. I don't remember the name of it. Something my uncle liked, and I just, uh, dude, that. That did not sit well with me. It almost kept me off of uh, <laughs> stouts or trying any kind of stout for for a while, actually. So, but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm normally more like a like a pale ale kind of guy. Like I don't know, I like Rolling Rock a lot. I feel like that goes down like nothing. I like a lot of the different um, Sierra Nevadas. There's like all different kinds of those. Kind of like how like Brooklyn Brewery, Brooklyn Brewery has a lot of different flavors and different kinds of beers as well. So it's kind of like that, but I, I think for the most part, I mean, I, I will kind of drink anything, but I, I find myself going more to the pale ales, really. That's so let me let me ask you another question, non yeah. non non wrestling related, <laughs> and and since we're talking about uh, beer and festivals, uh. What do you what do you what do you plan on doing for uh, Cinco de Mayo? <laughs> what is Cinco de Mayo again? I forget. Sunday. I, I think it's Sunday. Is it Sunday? Yeah, I, I think don't know. It is. I have I have not thought about it actually. What 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 does <laughs> Dre do for Cinco de Mayo? Uh, I don't know. I've they've been talking on the radio about a a queso cook-off. Oh my god, <laughs> that sounds magical. Yes, it does. <laughs> oh my God! Why doesn't my area get a queso cook-off? <laughs> like, like, like cherry queso, like that kind? Yes. Sir. Oh my God, <laughs> dude, lucky! Oh my God! All right, get me a plane ticket to Texas for Sunday. I'll probably have to skip work Saturday. That's okay. That's okay. It's all it's, it's all worth it for cherry. It's queso. all worth it for queso. Yes. Oh my God, love it. Love it. All right, guys. I think it's time to get down to business here. I've had I've we're gonna get into what I'm going to call here now the state of Funkadelia. As you know, we've had two episodes in the past where we called it the state of wrestling. I thought I'd change it up a bit. State of Funkadelia because why Funkadelia is wrestling, as we all know here on the Funk Masters of Wrestling, baby. A lot has happened. I mean, the last time we had an episode which Dre was on actually was uh, Pre-WrestleMania, actually. So we are way past that now. And not only just in the WWE landscape, in a lot of other areas, a lot's happened. <laughs> I mean, we haven't been around, so there's, there's, it's so hard to kind of narrow down what to really uh, talk about here. But, I, I mean, well, first off, I'm going to say, even though I'm like really, really late to this party, um, I enjoyed WrestleMania. I I thought it was pretty good. Dre, what did you think? I thought it was pretty good too. Yeah, I I mean I. To to be fair, I wasn't expecting both Rollins and Kofi and Becky for that matter. They all walked out with the titles because we had that speculation. I I think it was you that actually um said too. You know, I don't see. You know, I could see one person being the odd man out. And, you know, we felt very strongly about Seth winning the Universal title. And we felt very strongly about uh, Becky walking out with the two belts. So, you know, we kind of thought Kofi the odd man out, despite, you know... I mean, I wanted Kofi to win no matter what, though. You know, so, But it's like... You know, they really, they really, really um, threw us for a loop. How about that? That was, that was stellar. That was pretty good, but... <laughs> There, there have been some unfortunate casualties post-WrestleMania. Uh, Dude, have you heard of this new tag team that's come up to the roster? What are their names? The the, <laughs> the Viking Raiders, I think they're called now. Have you heard about Ooh. these guys? Who are they? <laughs> I have no clue, man. I, 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 heard, I heard a new one came up called the uh, Viking Experience. Is that a carnival ride? No, it's actually... Uh... A, t- a tag team uh, that came up from NXT. I could have sworn it was an appetizer at like a themed <laughs> restaurant, but what do I know? I mean, I'm just <laughs> no, but, the, but in all seriousness, no. I mean, I look. I'm trying not to be sour here, and p- to be fair, this is probably the only thing I'm really uh, 
uh, sour about. There are a lot of other uh, good things happening, I think, uh, right now in uh, the WWE realm. But this was like, I just don't know why you just couldn't keep it as the War Raiders. Look, I, I can understand why they changed it from War Machine to War Raiders. It's probably trademark issues and stuff like that. I understand that. But like, haven't haven't they haven't they changed the name three times already, or is it two times? Well, it New Japan and uh, Ring of Honor was War Machine. Then in oh. NXT, it was changed to War Raiders. Which I at first I was kind of like I don't know why I don't just call it War Machine, but y- you know I get it. WWE wants to trademark it that way they could you know, make money off of it and, and stuff like Like, I understand that. But eventually War Raiders um, caught on to me, and I actually started to really, really dig that tag team name. I thought, okay, I'm like, actually, this sounds really cool. It kind of started to just roll off the tongue as, as, as time went on. And then um, Viking Experience, and then Viking Raiders. Did, did you actually catch uh, the... Last episode of NXT before uh, they were brought up to the main roster, that they were actually wearing new War Raiders shirts. They were. They were. <laughs> and, and not only that, not only that, I get that. I know that NXT is taped, but in the NXT that came on after that Raw. They called them. They they had, they still had the new War Raiders shirts on. More Ronaldo called them the Viking Experience, and then they were still announced as the War Raiders. And they were announced as uh, War Raiders last week uh, last when week they defended well. the titles. Yes. Right, right. So it it, it was kind of like, it kind of gave me hope that like, oh maybe they're gonna keep it. But then they changed it to um, Viking Raiders, which, look, I still don't agree with it, but it's better than Viking Experience. But why did you change the guys' wrestling names as well? Yeah. I. But I don't get to it is you spent all this effort to really build these guys up as the War Raiders at NXT just to change it the second they got onto the main roster. There wasn't even, like, time to breathe. The se- second they got there, it was like, no... You're this now, and that's it. And I was kind of just like, you know, it was funny because I was at work and I had gotten a text, so I had missed the first hour of Raw. So I had um, put a text out to my brother actually, who was watching it, and I said, "Hey, what am I missing?" And he goes, "War Raiders showed up." So I was like, "Oh, whoa, all right." <laughs> but then, but then. <laughs> I got home, I turned it on, I started, and I got into my phone, and I started going down Twitter, and I was like, I was like, hey. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you told me they showed up, <laughs> but what the hell is this? He was like, yeah, he's like, yeah, you know what, I figured I'd let you figure that out on your own. He was just like, <laughs> I was kind of just like, what is happening right now? But, um, yeah, I just, that what the like I said, War Raiders I get, but this I don't get. I just don't understand the significance. It's kind of like taking everybody else on the main roster and you're like, you know, Mustafa Ali to just Ali. Oh. It, you know, it's just you know, I I don't I don't get it. Not everyone needs to have uh, one name. For some people it works. You know, Rusev I I like that. That works. That's cool. That um kind of rolls off the uh the tongue a bit better um i I don't know i don't know dude that's just kind of where i am do you you have any thoughts on why they might have done that or are you just as lost as everybody else is well uh i did see uh, on a twitter machine uh a conversation going back and forth between uh i think it was road dog and uh mick foley Mm. and they were saying something about because the show is uh is it pg or is it pg-13 i think it's just pg still well uh because of because of it's a pg show you can't relate uh war oh to a product related to well classified as pg so they yeah they had to get rid of that word 
And uh, Big Foley was also, you know, stating that that's why Raw is war. You know, they stopped using that and, no and it, they just shortened it Whoa. out to Raw. So that, that dates back even further back than the whole PG thing even started, actually, though. Because I don't think they stopped calling it Raw is War until, like, the brand's, the first initial brand split during the Ruthless Aggression era. Because by that point, they were just calling it Raw, I think. I think that's when they started first just calling it Raw. But it still wasn't, like, the PG era yet, you know? So, that's crazy. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know how real it is, but I mean, Foley I don't know. I, I feel like they could have some real validity to it. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, and and uh, I mean, Rodog was backing it uh, up, so I guess you know, since he does work for WWE, I, I think Foley does as well. I'm, I, I really don't know about him, but uh, you know, it makes sense, I guess. Well, I mean. There's nothing at this point we could really do now. I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna. I didn't. I didn't go on to uh, look. You know, everyone has the right to you know voice their uh, their opinions and everything and stuff like that. But at this point, what really can we do? It's not gonna get changed. You know, and le- and not unless you know WWE makes that change to PG-13, which I kind of thought was going to happen when we entered this whole um, new era. Phase, I don't know, but um... yeah, I thought I thought after uh, before WrestleMania when you had the uh, the last show where you had that segment with Becky and and uh, Ronda and and Flair where they uh, attacked each other and then they got you know arrested and into the cop car and I thought I thought that was the moment that uh, we were evolving into something else. That's a great um, moment to pinpoint, too. I agree. I totally agree. Um, it was just so hardcore. There was so much uh, attitude, no pun intended, uh, in in that, uh, that moment. I mean, they weren't doing that, what, two years ago or anything like that. You know what I mean? So, So why not? Yeah, why not? So, Dre, did you watch anything interesting this weekend? Um, yes, actually. Uh, there was a big uh, pay-per-view event uh, from Impact Wrestling, and it had uh, some incredible matches. It was Impact Rebellion. Oh man. <laughs> um, overall, what would you uh, what would you rate the show? <clears throat> Probably, uh, I-, I think I'd give it a B plus. Uh, thanks to probably the main event, uh, you know, Lucha Brothers, they're an incredible tag team and phenomenal, phenomenal. I mean, just just like uh, you know, their catchphrase, you know, you can see they have no fear at all. They do all these innovative moves, and uh, I mean, they're they're amazing to watch. And I mean, LAX is also one of the one of the greatest tag teams out there and they, they both have great chemistry together and it, it just shows in the ring and what 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 an incredible and fun match they put in. I like the idea that um, with those two, um, you know, especially with, you know, Conan involved. Conan has a, a rich history with a lot of um, Latino wrestlers and stuff like that and he always finds this way to to bridge them so um, perfectly, and it, it just adds to the storytelling, you know. So so that's that's always a cool factor, and just Santana and Ortiz, um, you know, they weren't with the original Lex when it first started, but those two have come uh, such a long way, and now they've shown that for, for a while now, those two have shown that you know they can carry the Lex brand on their own. Which, like I said, they have been doing, and just Pentagon Junior, Ray Phoenix, some of my, especially Pentagon, one of my favorite um, wrestlers today, as of right now in um, modern day wrestling, just 
just definitive. You can't beat that Lucha Libre style that both those two uh, bring out. Um, it's just, it's just sublime, really. I mean, I mean, with them dropping the titles though, they had a good run for what it was. It was a good story. I, I guess it's safe to say, you know, with um, double or nothing around the corner, a yeah, and you know, I definitely, my opinion. I think that's when AEW is going to probably announce what's going to probably be happening with their TV dealing and stuff, stuff like that, stuff of that nature. It's it's probably Pentagon and Phoenix just getting ready for that endeavor. Really, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, if you paid attention to to the ending of the match, I mean, why 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 else would the whole roster come out and congratulate them? on the performance of the match. Very good I, point, right. Yeah. I actually thought it was like a going away, like a, hey guys, thanks for everything you did for Impact and good luck. <laughs> um, after that, what would you say um, was another match that really like, um, I, that was probably, I guess, uh, that's the word I'm looking for here, larger than life for you, I guess, on the program. <sighs> you, you, I, I don't know if you'll agree with me on this one, but uh, I'm just super into the whole Sammy Callahan and good, Rich Swan storyline. Dude, uh, dude, I really thought that was the end for uh, Rich Swan. I really thought that um, Sammy Callahan was walking out of there with the belt. So, like, what do you think, though? Does this story continue? I think. I think. Uh, I mean, I. I don't know. I, I somehow, you know, they got that angle where uh, Crit. Where Killer Cross is, you know, trying to turn, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Willie Mac. Willie Mac, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I I was actually expecting for Willie to, you know, try to run in and help Rich, and then just, you know, hit him with a chair. Or yeah, something. right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Willie's so great, too. He's another great performer. Um, I first started seeing Willie Mack in the likes of Lucha Underground. So when, um, you know, he jumped uh, into Impact, I, I was just, I, I, I was stoked to see a guy of, of his caliber join the fight. Yeah, he's just another example of one of those guys, kind of like Samoa Joe, kind of like Keith Lee. Big, big athletic, big guy with total athleticism. You know, he can, he can do a lot. And I, it's 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 kind of like if this were back in the day, they'd probably have guys of that stature, kind of like maybe restricted to just doing power moves and stuff like that. But these guys are certainly maneuverable. It's something else. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. And just getting back to the match, it, it yeah. was it, it was very entertaining. Uh, lots lots and lots of violence. They, they even took out the Legos. <laughs> Dude, I, that's like the new thing. I've been seeing it pop up at a lot of indie matches, a lot of indie tapings. Just, I'll yeah, never, I'll never at look the, at uh, They did it at the Ring of Honor. Um, they, was it, it, it was actually somebody going against uh, Sammy uh, Callahan. I could believe it. I could believe it. I, 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 I've seen it so many times. Maybe I saw it and just, uh, uh, missed it, but I'll never look at Legos the same way again. <laughs> not, not for a long time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And and I mean, obviously, uh, the match that I was looking forward to was uh, Tessa and Gail against Kim. Gail yeah. Kim. Yeah. yeah, I didn't expect that ending though. That sign of respect with the way that yeah. story had been going is I kind of just I felt. That would have been the end of it, you know? But they do yeah, it's, it's very confusing, actually. A and, little bit. I mean, Taya, Taya already beat uh, uh, Jordan, right? So right. who else is, you know, lined up for the title? I, I don't I don't see anybody out there, uh, especially with the Rosemary being stuck in that uh, – Whatever you want to call it, storyline with Sue Young. <laughs> look, I look, look, look. Here's, here's, here's my here's my thing. Here's my thing. Look, I, I love Impact. 
I, I love Rosemary. I I love Su Young. I think they are uh, amazing wrestlers. They're they're really good performers. They're good at what they do. But the more and more I dive into that undead realm thing, man, I uh, I um <laughs> I I finally I, I drew the line, you know, when when Allie died. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but, <laughs> but um here I am laughing about it, you know. But it's like, look, look, she didn't die, of course, but. I get why they did it. I, I understand why, because Allie signed with AEW, and that was AEW. their way to write her off television, you know? But I was, I'm sitting here. Look, there there was a period when I was a kid, even, when Undertaker would be shooting lightning bolts from the sky, and I thought to myself, am I watching wrestling or am I watching Lord of the Rings? You know? And I was, and I was a kid. <laughs> I was a kid, like, like asking myself this question. But, um... You know, I I just try to look past it. You know, like like I'm 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 in this. You know, to watch them have a a good match and stuff like that, and 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 they do. But I'm sitting here watching a wrestling program, and I'm seeing a girl get stabbed in the throat with a Freddy Krueger um claw, and I I don't know. And not not to mention what's his face. Uh, Jinx is holding a uh, Kira Hogan with with a knife. To her throat, and I'm like, what is this? Like, like, what is this? Like, I'm sorry, shouldn't one of you be getting arrested right now? I think for, for homicide. I, I, I get it's a show. I, look, I know that. I'm not trying to diminish it any means, but I was, I was kind of like, what the hell is this? <laughs> you know, well, you, you can't get arrested if you're in the un, undead realm. <laughs> Just... or, or apparently, in, in the history of professional wrestling, if you do any kind of manslaughter in the world of professional wrestling you can't get arrested like the time john bradshaw layfield hit john cena with the car you know <laughs> like <laughs> and oh Ho- didn't didn't hulk hogan uh run the, the rock, rock over. over yeah right back when the nwo first came to wwe <laughs> like <laughs> oh my god um but but dude how about this though brian cage Let's, let's let's get into this um bit right here. Brian Cage, new Impact World Champion, which is which is awesome. You know, B- of course Brian Cage deserves that um that shot in his career. You know, to have a a world championship, only only to get hurt though. Yeah. But do we but... know the full status on it though? Like, I don't know if he's actually out of the game though. He hasn't. I don't think it's been actually said, has it? No, I mean, I actually thought he was just, uh, you know, healing his wounds because uh, obviously he got busted open and, you know, he bled all throughout the rest of the match. So I I just thought, you know, he was lying in in the hospital bed because he was, you know, healing his wounds from that. But I didn't know anything else happened to him. Yeah, so apparently, um, I forget when it was. Um he, uh, when Morrison um, did something to him, and Brian Cage said when he landed, he uh, it, I I think it was the way the move was done and the way he landed it did something to his back, and he said um, normally when you get like numbness in like a limb or something like a leg or an arm it, it might be a disc problem maybe you know, but uh, you know he said that. It happened. It kind of like shot down the whole side of his body, and like one of his legs went numb. And he said he got the feeling like back, but during the match, it just kept going like in and out, basically, you know. And uh, he he, it, it wasn't exactly clear what it was made to be. So I don't know. And there's been no talks of him obviously relinquishing the world championship. So I don't know what's going to happen because these pay-per-views aren't pre-taped like impact itself this was live i so i mean so i don't know i don't know what's going to happen which also begs the question too because now michael elgin's in the picture oh yeah that ending man i did i did not see that coming right i i had no idea he was i didn't know he was going new japan all right i just uh i just checked on the twitter machine all right and there's a tweet actually from John Morrison, and uh, it looks like um, it looks like Cage might be okay. I mean, he's scheduled for um, to be in the card on May 12th 
and I mean, I I don't know if he's going to wrestle, but he's. I mean, he's there. I guess we'll just have to wait and see then. Speaking of injuries, while we're on this topic, um, well, you know, what, b- b- before I I go any further, because this is outside uh, the impact realm, is there? Anything else um, you want to add about Rebellion? Uh, just going back to the Tessa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know. I think uh, it might be the beginning of turning of turning her uh, to being a face and then, you know, getting people to cheer for her and then going after Taya. It doesn't hurt to try something new. I mean, Tessa... I mean, I could I could be down with it because I I first started noticing Tessa uh, right before the first uh, May Young Classic, which she was in. Um, you know, I, I saw her on social media and I just I started following her and watching clips of her and I thought, wow, like she's really good and I I became a fan. And then when I found out she was going to be in the the May Young Classic, I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to watch her. And, you know, obviously, during that, you know, she really wasn't much presented as a heel. You know, like, the Mae Young Classic really isn't about building storyline for, yeah. yeah, for the most part. So, so you know, looking at her from, like, a neutral standpoint w- was one thing. So, you know, if I was able to look at her in that light, I could probably look at her in a face light as well. I don't, I don't see why not, you know? I mean, she she's she she's got an incredible character, and right, she it does wonders what she does as a heel. But yeah, I mean, she's great in the ring, so why why not? You know, I'm so glad you actually brought this up because it just made me kind of reflect. I was just listening to her on the whole Talk Is Jericho pod, and you know, she's got that last name, you know, Blanchard. You know, she's totally Blanchard's daughter. You know, and uh, so. She was talking about her her upbringing into wrestling and how, you know, a lot of people, you know, give you that crap, you know, like, oh, you're only here because of your your last name. But, you know, if if history showed me anything from reading uh, The Rock's book or or listening to her interview, your last name doesn't matter. It actually doesn't because you still have to work for it. Charlotte Flair still had to work for it. It wasn't just handed to her to get her into the performance center. She had to work her way to get into the Performance Center. Not just because she was Ric Flair's daughter. Let's face it. And, you know, Tessa said, you know, it, 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 she, she'd she been in matches on multiple occasions where people hurt her. Because they felt that, you know, I had to work this hard to get where I am. And, again, there's that misconception that she got here because of her last name. But it's like, guys, that is not not the case. You know, she, she she put in the work, she put in the time, she's flown all over across the world to, to get herself out there on her own. Her only challenge was to not to tarnish the, the Blanchard name. You know, she had that expectation working against her as well, of course. You know, she had a name to live up to, but she put in that workhorse effort. And that, I think, would be a great way for her to show off her face character that... You know she's she's here to to work and and not just get by and I think that's a, a way the fans can get behind her. You know, it's it it, it makes it um, more real and I think a bit more uh, personal because a, a lot of us have have worked to get to where we are, no matter what we do in our lives. So it's very relatable from that standpoint. I feel like so maybe they can use that to. A story advantage. Who knows? Who knows? It could go anywhere, but I, I'm I'm not opposed to a Tessa Blanchard uh, face uh, face turn. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, she she already beat Gil Kim, so she has to go. You know, back into a title picture. I mean, who el- who else are you gonna? You know, yeah, I mean, I mean, not to diminish Jordan Grace. I mean, I have seen Jordan Grace wrestle live as well. Jordan Grace is. She's great, but you already did the same title match twice, you know. You know, and um, you know, of course, down down the line, I would certainly love to see Jordan Grace 
back in the picture, but maybe when that time comes, it can be her versus Tessa. Well, I guess the only one uh, you could put back in the title picture is Madison Rain. Yeah, I was going to bring that up too. That's a good point. She beat uh, Tessa and Taya in uh, back-to-back weeks. So. Yeah, that's a good point. I like it. Why? Why? Why not Madison? You know, she had been with TNA for for so long. Oh yeah. So moving along. So moving along here, we've got. I, I um, Daniel. I you know I don't know if you knew this, but Daniel Bryan had um a medical issue post uh, WrestleMania. So that's why they hadn't been um, showing him on TV. But good news, he's been cleared, though. Oh, yeah? So. Very good news. I Well, well, I, I'm not sure if it's good news for him being in a title picture because. Now it's Kevin Owens' turn. Well, didn't they just announce a big rumor, uh, a, big, a, <clears throat> a big wrestler coming in for the. Uh, uh, whatever the Saudi Arabia. Oh yeah, the, the the crown jewel, crown jewel. All right. So yeah, so ru- the rumor was spreading on Twitter machine all over the internet, and I don't even know where this rumor stemmed from because first it was announced that for crown jewel they're bringing back Brock Lesnar and and Goldberg, and somehow, I, I don't know how, um, they they were like Goldberg's wrestling Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship. And he's going to beat him for it. And then they're going to set up Goldberg and Brock. I don't know how this rumor started. Um, <laughs> do you? Did, did you? No. No, it I... just out of thin air. Out of thin air. Like nothing to uh, base on. So here we go. Um, I'm going to read this article off of uh, WrestlingNews.co. A couple, um, so they wrote, a couple of readers have emailed to ask about a rumor claiming that Goldberg is being brought back to beat Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship at the show in Saudi Arabia on June 7th. The story is 100% false. There are no plans for Goldberg to wrestle Kofi Kingston even. Because I was going to wow. say, like, the card wasn't even announced. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but, but you know how the internet is. Everyone's like, oh, I've got a source. You know, look, guys, we're not a new show, but... I mean, I mean, I'm not a journalist, you know, but we do like to talk about what's happening in the news of wrestling, though. But like, I try to make sure I'm reading my news off a of a viable source. I don't claim that I have insiders or anything, or like I know a guy, you know what I mean? So, I that's that, that was my thing. I was like, they didn't even announce the car, though. They just announced who was going to be there. So, like, who's saying this? So, furthermore, WWE has yet to decide on what Goldberg will even be doing at the show. And as of today, there are no plans for him. After Saudi Arabia. Another rumor is that Goldberg will eventually wrestle Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Again, Brock Lesnar is scheduled for Saudi Arabia, but there is nothing scheduled for Lesnar as of today. For the fall, although it seems more likely that he will wrestle more for WWE, now that it looks like talks with UFC have fallen through. There have been no talks about another Lesnar versus Goldberg match. Top teams top names advertised for WWE's return to Saudi Arabia are Roman Reigns, Undertaker. Kofi Kingston, Braun Strowman, Seth Rollins, Goldberg, AJ Styles, and as I said before, Lesnar. And uh, that's really it. So, yeah, so just face facts, guys. Where did you get that information from? Is what I want to know. I, 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 I don't get it. So, so, so I'm not going to lie, though. That did frighten me a little bit when I first heard the rumor. But, you know... I had to uh, put my thinking cap on. I had to turn the old uh, brain on in the cranium and be like, hey, listen, <laughs> keyword is rumor here. So let's not wet our pants just yet. <laughs> so, I mean, to be honest, I don't want to see Goldberg as universal champion again. Just why? And, just why? And to be honest, I don't think we need another Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar match ever again. If they want to just do have the two of them have a match at Saudi Arabia, just to have a match, kind of like a grudge match, whatever. Because to be fair, I don't even know if I'm I don't even know if I'm watching Crown Jewel yet. <laughs> that that that's just uh, where I am. I, you know, I'm surprised though that they said Undertaker's name in that last paragraph. Though, you know, I know Undertaker's kind of like a, like a free agent, so to speak. But I mean. 
maybe maybe they'll set him up uh, for a title match against uh, Braun Strowman. <laughs> like a number one contenders match, you mean? Or, oh, no, oh, he's got oh, wait. that. Uh, oh wait, yeah, the green, the green belt, yeah. <laughs> that we never saw again after that. <laughs> who, who knows? Who knows? I mean, I was, I was, I was almost wondering, you know, because Undertaker was in New York City during uh, WrestleMania, but I mean, why not? Like every wrestling company in general was in that area because it's turned into a general wrestling con, so to speak, you know? Like, wherever WrestleMania is, everyone's going to set up shop and put on shows. That's just the way it is now, and it's fun, you know? And he was probably just there just to be around it, you know? He did not show up at WrestleMania, but but that's where we are. But um, Daniel Bryan is, I think they said, is scheduled for a European tour they're doing next week. And he's going to be in a triple threat match with Kingston and Owens, but I don't know how they're really going to squeeze uh, Debray into this whole Kevin Owens, Kofi Kingston thing, because that's happening for sure with the two of them at Money in the Bank. Um, I don't know. Uh, not not to get too much into a, uh, a preview here, but you think they kind of just one off Kofi and give the belt to KO? What do you think? I mean. I mean, they they might do it. Uh, KO is KO, and I don't know. I don't. I haven't uh, seen a, a lot of people still into the Kofi Mania uh, movement. I think it's uh, run its course. Been, yeah, I think it's been quietly slowing down, and I, I don't know. Well, I think the problem is. Um... Well, but bear in mind, I, I still think Kofi Kingston deserves the WWE Championship. I I feel like you you got to get him away from New Day. And I feel like they might have been pointing to that with the ending of SmackDown. I don't know. We will have to wait and see where these next few episodes go. But I just feel like since he's won the title, he's just been buried with... No, well, not not buried as in buried, but he's still within that whole. It's not we're we're not seeing Kofi Kingston as WWE champion. We're seeing Kofi Kingston with with New Day. I feel with like. New Day, and uh, that has to change. So, I I think, like I said, with the ending of SmackDown, they might have they're finally starting to point at that might be the case. And if so, I think that would allow Kofi to flourish more as a WWE champion. Yeah, I could see, I could see that actually. And uh, I mean, I, I was actually thinking that they could do like a like a Shield kind of angle where you know uh, Xavier turns on Kofi, and you know then you have him feud for a little bit, and then once Big E comes back, then they get back together. Because that's what happens with the shield, right? Somebody turns, and then they come back together like uh, nothing happened. <laughs> what if while this just came to me? What if while uh, Biggie is injured, Xavier teams with KO and Daniel Bryan? Wow. Well, I thought I thought you know I thought it was perfect to turn him a couple of weeks back uh, because it was know, a good turn. Was, it was a good turn. Well, he was upset that all of his up up down down buddies were gone. So, and then you could have been like you know, Kofi doesn't care about that. Kofi only cares about his title. Kofi only cares about Kofi Mania. What about what I want? You know, all my friends are gone. I like that. You got the title. Come on, help me get Breeze. Uh, you know, something like that, I guess. That's good. I, 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 it allows it to get more personal, you know? And, and sometimes that makes a makes a story pretty good. And then you could add a, a little bit of Adam and say pancakes suck. <laughs> pancakes do suck, man. Waffles all the way. I'm not, I'm not eating waffles tomorrow, though. Well, actually, you're hearing this on uh, Saturday. So, um, if you're wondering what I ate for breakfast on Friday morning, it's going to be a jalapeno bagel. Huh. 
It's to die for. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you don't know what to make of that. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> More news in the Impact realm, however. I don't know if you've heard about this, so I'm going to bring it up now. Impact announces Impact Plus subscription video on-demand service with live monthly specials. I'm going to read this article again off of WrestlingNews.co, and Impact did indeed post about this on the Twitter machine. Impact Wrestling launches Impact Plus subscription video. Anthem Sports and Entertainment's Impact Plus service will be powered by leading video solutions provider Bright Cove. Impact Wrestling today announced the launch of Impact Plus, a multi-platform digital subscription video on-demand service featuring live monthly premium networks specials, instant access to the 3,000-plus hour Impact Wrestling library, groundbreaking original specials, uh, reality shows, documentaries, exclusive events from international promotional partners and historical content from old territories. 17-year library from Impact Wrestling includes every classic pay-per-view event and features household names in professional wrestling such as Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Sting, Kurt Angle, Kevin Nash, Mick Foley, Booker T, Double J, Jeff Jarrett, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Bobby Roode, and many more. Beginning on May 1st, well, we're on May 3rd now, you're listening to this, Impact Plus is available on all major over-the-top platforms and devices, including web at plusimpactwrestling.com, iOS, Android, Apple TV, Roku, Amazon, Fire TV. Premium subscription will be priced at U.S. dollars, $7.99 per month with a 30-day free trial for new members. Annual subscriptions will be available for $71.99. That's U.S. money. Anthem Sports and Entertainment is proud to partner with Bright Cove on the development and launch of Impact Plus, the latest evolution of Impact Wrestling's subscription video on-demand service, said Ed Nordholm, EVP of Anthem Sports, oh, Executive Vice President of Anthem Sports and Entertainment, and President of Impact Wrestling. As our subscriber base has grown, we have established the need for more robust back-end technology while looking to enhance our user experience and content offering. Starting this Sunday, we will be delivering a live premium event every month exclusively. Oh, excuse me, I'm trying not to yawn here. I'm just it's late in the night for Impact Plus subscribers. Brightcobe is the leading global provider of powerful cloud solutions for managing, delivering, and monetizing video experiences on every screen, pioneering force in the world of online video since the company's founding in 2004. Brightcobe's award-winning technology, unparalleled services, extensive partner ecosystem, and proven global scale have powered video solutions for thousands of companies in over 70 countries. First Impact Plus special Code Red takes place this Sunday, May 5th at 8 p.m. in partnership with House of Glory. They'll be in the NYC Arena of Queens, New York. Code Red will feature top Impact wrestler stars. The confirmed matches are Johnny Impact and Taya Valkyrie versus Eddie Edwards and Alicia Edwards, Michael Elvigan versus Willie Mack, LAX versus OVE versus New York Wrecking Crew. Rich Swan versus Ace Austin versus Trey versus Smiley versus Evander James versus Mantequila. Um, House of Glory Crown Jewel Championship, the Rascals versus uh, the North. Tessa Blanchard and Violet versus Scarlett Bordeaux and Sonya Strong. Moose versus Ken Broadway. Impact Wrestling's four major annual pay-per-view events, including Slammiversary, Bound for Glory, will be available to purchase on Impact+. Plus. Anyone purchased a pay-per-view event on Impact Plus will also receive three months of free access to Impact Plus with every pay-per-view purchase. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Hang on a second here! So the specials are included, like those special episodes they do, but you still have to buy a pay-per-view? Is that what they're getting at here? Hmm. Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. Wait a minute! Wait a minute. Now, if... Ah, oh, man. This just killed my hype a little bit. Users have access to free episodes of the weekly flagship show Impact, as well as new weekly episodes of Explosion and other original digital content featuring top professional wrestler stars, including Impact champion Brian Cage, Johnny Impact. Yeah, we know who all these people are. Um... 
Okay, so um, can we stream uh, Impact episodes when they're happening instead of going on to Twitch if we don't have Pursuit is my question. And um, wow, with the way this is worded, it really kind of makes it sound like the, plus despite your seven ninety nine you're paying monthly, you still have to buy the pay-per-view separately. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't either. Hmm. I'm going to have to look into more information about this to decide if I'm going to jump on this bandwagon. Because I remember first looking at the GW network, thinking, oh, I'll watch Impact on there, but it's like you still have to wait a certain amount of time for the current Impact episodes to be uploaded there. So I don't know. I don't know about that. I thought this would kind of save us, but no. This kind of sounds almost like the same thing, plus spending more money, more money than as the pay-per-views. Yeah, Jesus. If the pay-per-views were just included with the seven ninety nine fee, I mean... Yeah, it'd make a lot of sense. Kind of like, you know, with WWE. But then again, WWE, WWE has more money, so that's why they're able to do it. Yeah, but this is why it's seven ninety nine. That's why. That's why we just found the loophole, Dre. My God. Well, I mean, if anyone else perceived this a certain way, let let us know on the the Twitter machine because, uh, ah, man, that just brought me down a little bit, and, <laughs> and I was so excited to to read that article. Oh man, ah, <laughs> oh, God. Well, going back to uh, WWE, uh, there's three main things happening that. Uh, I think we need to talk about. So I'll I'll give you the I'll give you the topic and and I'll let you I'll let you speak freely, okay? Okay. Hit me. First first thing, Bray Wyatt. Okay. Um I'm on board with it. I uh <laughs> I, you know, let's I I think we need more time to really uh digest what is happening. I have a severe feeling that this is only going to get more disturbing than what we're seeing. And I like the idea okay. that the fan theory is is that we're inside the you know, the Wyatt compound that burned down, you know, that that, that Randy burnt down all that time ago. Maybe it's rebuilt. I I I don't know. But when you have your word of the day as sociopath, you it can't you can't help but wonder what's what's really going on here at this point in the show. But um, I've heard uh, rumors circulating that this was Bray's vision. Um, if I mean to be fair, Bray looks wow, like I did not know it. Bray certainly looks like he's taking this and running with it to the best he can, and. Um, I think he's selling it. So I think that's a, a good sign. Maybe. But um, but I'm on board. I'm on board. I, like I said, I just want to uh, sit back a little more and see where this takes us. And I'd actually be uh, very happy if also the rumors of uh, Eric Young and uh, Nikki Cross were true. Oh, I don't think I heard that... about this. What's this? Uh, it seems that Eric Young might be the whatever the animal uh, puppet thing is, and then the the witch might be Nikki Cross. Interesting. Some... Hmm. So that that could be something too. A new stable. Yep. A very a very creepy one as well. Here's my thing. Here's my take on it. If 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 this is the case, look, I'm a big Nikki Cross fan. Uh, I think she's great. She's a great performer. Uh, but my thing is, I I kind of wish her character was kind of taken down a notch to maybe back when she was Nikki Storm. Mm. Because the whole over the top crazy thing just doesn't do it for me. Hey, you know, it's it's. I guess it's harder for probably people our age to look at and take, you know, seriously. So, um, I mean, I yeah, I, I, the, I still love Nikki. I I still think she's great, but 
I think that would be I think it would add a whole new uh, demeanor to the way she uh, presents herself maybe but but you know what if if she's in that stable maybe she's you know kind of reformed like uh, Bray and then you know she's got that crazy part trying to come out or something that kind of like a like a like a two-faced kind of deal maybe yeah yeah interesting interesting and Eric Young I mean uh, I could still kind of <laughs> I could still kind of see him being the way he is maybe you probably I, I I don't know I've always liked Eric Young as well uh, so that, that's that's interesting I mean I did not know that was a a, a thing um, making the rounds so that, that's we'll see where it goes yeah we'll see where it goes I, I, I'm digging it as well I'm, I'm, I just want to see where it goes alright so uh, that's that was that was topic number one uh, number two what do you think of uh, Sami Zayn the truth machine I think Sami Zayn I think they're using Sami Zayn as an instrument to voice how they feel about uh, fan entitlement, which, um, look, uh, to be fair, I don't know. I feel like there's a different way to go about it. I don't totally agree with uh, fan entitlement. I'm not going to get too into it. That's just all I'm going to say. I don't. I while I do think everything they're having Sammy say is. Not far from the truth. I think they probably should have gone about it a different way. Uh, it's interesting to see in the character, though, but um, let's get Sammy having some matches now, please. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I don't I don't even know who who had set up his first feud with just because of what he's been talking about. That's a hard call. That's a hard call. Yeah, it would have to be obviously be somebody that's with the fans, though. But uh, yeah. but the question is just who at this point. Yeah. Maybe if somehow, some way, because he's been on both Raw and SmackDown, so maybe the way I could see this is set him up for a mid card run for a title. If you put him on SmackDown, then that person could obviously be Finn Balor because Finn Balor is one with the people. But if you do that with Raw, it's a bit harder because Samoa Joe is a heel. Samoa Joe is U.S. champion. You have to have someone beat him for the title. Maybe someone like Rey Mysterio. I don't know. Yeah, but it wouldn't make sense of having Ray against uh, Sammy. Just because Ray, you know, I mean, yeah, he's a fan favorite, but you just you, know, you, you just quick you just quickly like turn it around after um I don't know after he beat if he if, if he were to beat Samoa Joe for the U.S. title, you know, just have Sammy out one day just doing his thing, and you just have Ray come out. And it's yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. That's the only way I I, I could think of. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I was kind of just thinking on my uh my feet right there. <laughs> yeah, it could be just like a shut your mouth, let's wrestle. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on. Um, WWE going after Joey Ryan. Uh, <laughs> it's not gonna work. It's not going to work because then Joey Ryan will cease to be Joey Ryan. Did you uh, did did you see us uh, on the Twitter machine just playing around a couple of a uh, couple of the Funk Masters uh, just throwing out uh, him partnering up with the uh, with the new Robert Rude <laughs> and, and oh, being called yeah. and being called the Rude Brothers. <laughs> I I'm I mean. Listen, I, I I just find it very very interesting to um to hear that WWE is going after the guy whose latest event was called a uh, Joey Ryan's penis party. <laughs> I know. Oh man. Well, I mean, they did try the uh, Nia Jax uh, intergender thing uh, a bit, so maybe you know that's why they're trying to bring Joey in. You know. He could go against Nia whenever she gets back or whatever. So you, you think, know he gets. Do you think they would compromise his character in any way, though? 
Yeah, he'll he'll get repackaged at uh, at NXT. You know, they'll they'll do something with them. They they won't let them do all of the penis jokes. And uh, I mean, kid, I guess kids might find it a little, uh, you know, kind of funny. Joey, you know, I'm playing around, and I don't know. Just you know, just the PG state WWE is, and I just find it rather interesting that you know. Don't get me wrong, Joey, Joey Ryan's good. I just, I just think it's a very interesting play on WWE's part. Yeah, yeah, I have no clue what what, what they're thinking, but I mean, I, I just wanted to bring that up. No, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, no, it's definitely worth mentioning, though. Absolutely. I mean, I, I guess, I guess the idea is to keep, keep to to try to keep exploring the inter, you know, intergender wrestling because. I guess Impact's doing it, and and other promotions aren't doing it. So you know they got to do it as well, I guess. Yeah, and I I feel like um, I was watching an older um, Eddie Guerrero China match actually, and I you know just seeing you know how China could you know knock around with the boys just as well as anybody, you know, it just made me think like you know we were doing this back then, and uh, you know. Did- I- did, didn't she win the uh, hardcore title or something like that? Um, I remember her beating Jeff Jarrett for the Intercontinental title. I remember that. She beat Jeff Jarrett in 1999 at No Mercy for the Intercontinental title for the first time. Maybe she got the hardcore title somewhere down the line. I don't remember. I remember having I remember having a match with Eddie for a King of the Ring qualifying match, but that was still during the whole... Um, you know, China was Eddie's mamacita, you know, like they were still uh, together. So, you know, Ed, you know, Eddie's all like trying to play it like, you know, he's trying to give her flowers while they wrestle and, and stuff like that. You know, she's she's kicking his ass and they're getting into it. But, you know, Eddie pulls an upset uh, on her, basically. But, dude, China was good, man. It just makes me think back in the day. And, yeah, you know, they did try that with, with Naya. And um, we haven't seen it since then. It's been a little bit, but, you know, it was them, like, dipping the toe in the water, and, yeah, I mean, why not, WWE? Like, you guys could do it, but it's, you know, in in that PG light, you know, they might not want to see it as a, I guess they wouldn't want to see it as, like, you know, a man committing, you know, women abuse, which I could understand from a, a PG perspective, but it's it, it's wrestling. It's it's different. It's 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 an art form, you know, and it's 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 happening all around the world. Wrestling matches between men and women. And I'm 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 not opposed to it, you know, as long as it's as long as you can pull it off. That's it. I just read that I, I did I, I did not know this, but China actually became the first woman in history to become the number one contender for the WWE championship. Really? What was this? Does it say against who? I don't remember uh, this. Hold on. I, I lost it. Uh, she was also the first female to be the number one contender for the WWF championship. However, she lost her spot to mankind in a match before SummerSlam in August 1999. There you go. Holy crap. So she she was the number one contender for a bit. I did not know this. Mind is blown. Awesome um, history drop right there. Yes, it is. And then after the Jeff Jarrett feud, she feuded with Chris Jericho. Yes, that I remember. That one I remember. Um, very, very well. Because they, they were feuding, then they kind of became like friendly rivals, and then she turned on him and jumped ship with Eddie Guerrero. That's when that happened. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because they were almost becoming like equals, basically, and they were like tag teaming and stuff, and then that's when it happened. Because Eddie was trying to like woo her basically, and then eventually she gave in and went with Eddie and turned on on Jericho. I remember that. To be the the mamacita. That's it. I love <laughs> I, I I loved that back in the day. That was great. 
Eddie Guerrero was great. <laughs> one, of, one of my favorites, man. True, true legend. Um, last thing I'm I'm going to bring up here, and uh, I don't know if you've seen this promo video yet. Johnny Moxley is back. <laughs> oh yeah. Wonder where he's going, man. Oh yeah. The... <laughs> I doubt I doubt it's CZW. Former CZW heavyweight champion, you know, two times. He he could go anywhere he wants to. I was kind of hoping that he'd sign with Impact. I, I'd like to see him go against Sammy. I think him against Sammy Callahan could be incredibly crazy. And dude, I wonder like inc- have like a real crazy hardcore match maybe. You know, wrapping yeah. that barbed wire around his hand and everything in that video. I don't know, dude. Who knows? I could see that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I, I'm not gonna be all like, oh, AEW's got to be going to AEW. Look, AEW's already got enough signees already. Not to mention the fact AEW hasn't even started yet. Has plus you're get, plus you're getting uh, Goldust against Cody, right? So that's that's the main event, right? Right. <laughs> it, 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 exactly. I don't know where Dean would or or Johnny in this case would would fit into that. Uh, that picture at at the moment, you know. Not only that, it's like there's other places. You have you have um, New Japan, you have All Japan, you have Pro Wrestling Noah, you have Lucha Underground, you have Ring of Honor. I'd like to see him go to Ring of Honor as well. I I like the idea of Impact with what you said. I think I would like to see Johnny Moxley versus Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan is um, sick and sadistic and disgusting. And by oh, God, yeah. it would be a good hardcore match. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm putting my money on it, mate. But you know, I I, I could uh, the the reason that I was thinking uh, he could go to to Ring of Honor is maybe you know you, you could have also a match with Bully Ray. Ooh. I think that I, I think that'd be fun. You know what? Maybe because I'm thinking also about it. Impact that's putting its prospects on. You know, Michael Elgin just came into the picture. Um, RVD's coming back. Um, you know, they might have to give RVD a significant payout. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. And especially with Elgin coming into the picture, there might not be room for uh, Dean at the at the moment. Maybe financially speaking. Uh, uh, yeah. But I don't know. But hey, I mean, uh, where wherever he goes, I'm gonna be following, for sure. I'm excited. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, that, that was actually a great promo, promo video. Uh, I, I like the whole analogy of how I escaped from WWE. And yeah, it seems that's <laughs> it. It seems to be the consensus that everyone's pointing to what they meant by that. You know, with breaking through the wall and everything and stuff like that. Very um very interesting and creative video, definitely though. Um, I was at a CZW show early March uh, with my friend Ben, and they had uh, a Johnny Moxley uh, DVD there with highlights, and I should have bought it. I did. You should have. Oh, well, I'm going to another CZW show in June, so if they have it there, maybe I'll maybe I'll treat myself. Who knows? <laughs> well, guys. This has been the Funk Masters of Wrestling, the state of Funkadelia. I want to thank once again uh, my friend Dre here for coming on here and helping me out and joining me on the show today. Dre, thank you so much, man. Not a problem, dude. Uh, It's a pleasure and always glad to be on the show. (laughs) All right, guys. Just stay tuned because also get ready because as I promised before this absence of ours, Funkmasters Games is coming up too real, real soon, so stay tuned for that as well. Alright guys, till next time.